Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the future of DC movies. The future of DC movies, 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 movies. Um, and we have some news. But That's first, right. John, right. what have you been up to this week? Man, so this week, uh, there's a couple of things. So I, I finished the uh, the Outer Wilds, the new expansion for it. I finished everything that that had to offer, and it was fantastic. Um, I, I gushed about it a little bit last week. I'll gush about it just very slightly here more. It really does like feel like it completes the overall game like I did like the game felt complete before but this is like one of these things that fits super well within that universe and fits really well within the game that answers like questions that I didn't even know I should have been asking before and I was very satisfied with it Chris the music nice. is amazing as well um, the composer Andrew uh, Prelau he said he uh, he used the same banjo obviously but he hadn't changed the strings on it uh, for 10 years. Oh my gosh. And, and he's like, I probably will never change the strings on that, that banjo. That seems extreme. It's because he likes the sound of it so much. It sounds, and it's, they sound real nice. So nice. anyway. That's awesome. Well, that's uh, cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I did that. And then uh, on a whim, after that, I was like, ah, what am I going to play? I saw that Costume Quest was on uh, Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. That's a game uh, developed by Double Fine. It's an RPG, little little fun thing. So I downloaded that. It's like Halloween themed. You run around in this this uh, you know semi semi open world or whatever, finding outfits to put on, different like materials to make. Uh, like I made a pterodactyl outfit, like a costume for one of the characters, and it does different powers whenever you go into battle situations based on the costumes that you have on. It's uh it was very fun. I don't know if I'll finish it, but it uh it was one of those where I was just like ah it's a it's a Halloween themed thing. And the next Halloween-themed game is on the 12th, which is Back for Blood. So that's not out yet. And also, uh, Metroid Dread comes out tomorrow. So that's like... Or it's out now, if you're listening to this podcast. But it's out now. And so, like, I haven't played that, obviously. So, yeah. Anyway, it's just like uh, I had a little gap in the uh, the game releases. Nice. So I played played that for a little bit. Yeah, dude. I'm, uh, I'm pumped about Back for Blood, for sure. Oh, man. The 12th, man. It's just... I'm, very amped about it. I uh, I played. I, I actually loaded into the beta on that last like weekend or whatever that they had the beta on, and it looks really nice. I didn't actually like get super into the combat. I didn't actually finish one of the campaigns or anything like that. But it looked pretty fun, um, and uh, and the first like moments of the thing were pretty fun. I was hoping that I'd be able to like. Oh, well, it was like on a Friday and it was going to go through Sunday. I was like, okay, maybe I'll get somebody else and be able to do this like with somebody else on Sunday or Saturday and uh, that just didn't materialize so uh, so I should have probably gone ahead and kept playing but it was uh, it was very fun the the small amount that I played so yeah that's awesome Back to blood on the 12th what have you been up to this week Chris man so uh, this weekend uh, the next bond movie comes out and so I've been uh, re-watching all the other four bond movies I am all of the bond movies well not all of them but the, the Daniel Craig bond movies <laughs> So I'm through Quantum of Solace. I've got two more, and then gonna watch the new movie on Sunday. So I'm pumped about that, dude. So, like, of the ones that they've released, I'm trying to remember if I've seen Spectre and just forgotten it, or if I've never seen Spectre. You've, if I never what? watched that, are one. are you kidding me? Yeah, 
like what? that and and i just can't like i can't remember it like because the like in my mind the the best one was skyfall um so far and that may be true but like is it so good that i just have have blended it together with specter or forgotten specter altogether like i just i need to rewatch specter i think that's the one that i need to like dive into and rewatch and uh and see if i've seen it before basically yeah um so uh for specter i'm trying to do you remember i think this is oh specter yeah this is specter <laughs> Do you remember? So you don't even know, Chris. No, no. Do you remember a scene um, around this table with this mysterious kind of uh, uh, shadowy organization and an octopus ring? Mm, that sounds really familiar. Did you see a car wreck inside a canal? Inside, uh, like yes. Like, then, uh, then yes. you've seen. Then you've seen Spectre. Okay, and I'm just at blending night, it together. The canal, like the canals at night. Yeah, and I'm blending yeah. the best scenes of it with uh, with Skyfall, creating some some you know strange supercut of Bond movies, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what's happening. It's like I'll take the first act of Skyfall, second act of Spectre. <laughs> I think I think you're good. I mean, I I still I'm you know this is the thing, and I need even watching it. I'm like I'm like I still don't understand how all these tie together somehow. Mm. Like in mm this last one and Lark are going to. And so like, I don't, mm. I need to just go read. Cause like all the threads, like they're kind of tenuous. Like they're not like, they're not super concrete and where I, you just like immediately understand, Oh yeah, that's, this mm -hmm. is connected to that. And that's mm -hmm. connected to this. And it feels like they didn't really set out to do that at, in the beginning, but now mm -hmm. like they've started doing, and that's why it feels so yeah. like yeah. scattered like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably true. Um, because like, while it is tenuous, if you go back to back on all of the Mission Impossible movies, you it makes sense. Like well, we're like, talking about Bond, we're not talking yeah, about Mission know, Impossible. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like comparing it to another spy type of a, of franchise, ah. it does make sense. Like as you go back to back, but I do remember at certain points like being like, this doesn't feel like this feels like we're like making a stretch to connect it to those other movies with the Bond stuff. Whereas with like the Mission Impossible stuff, if if it's supposed to connect, well, they, they, like, they, they it, just make it real <laughs> obvious. Yeah. It's really clear that it connects so yeah um so like anyway i'm going back through that i was doing that i uh, i also um downloaded uh, there's a big like warner brothers game sale on on uh, xbox right now so Ooh. i've been wanting to play the lego uh, dc villains for a while and it's finally on nice. sale for like less than 10 bucks and so i was like okay cool i'm gonna finally download it instead of you know i, I don't know lego games to me like Nothing against them. They're great games. I'm just like not the kind of person who's going to spend sixty dollars on a Lego game. Sure, sure, sure. But well, uh, you know, ten dollars on a game game I really want to play. Yeah. Yeah, and like that, you know, those those types of sales. I feel like WB does a lot of good sales, like for games that have been out for a little while. Like some games, some some uh, publishers, like they don't they don't put things on sale very often and if they do it's like oh it's like 20 20 percent off 40 percent off but like the, with the wb and like the lego games like you said they get down to like 10 bucks or like five bucks from sometimes um so yeah like it's a, uh, it's it's a lot of times a really good deal to uh, to wait for those sales so um so yeah and then the other thing you know the the cardinals have played their uh, playoff game last night the uh, one game playoff and they lost so um yep. Baseball is dead to me now until <laughs> next year. I was about to say, so, so that's over, you know? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, that's what I've been up to this week. Man, um, that's 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 awesome. I uh, as far as baseball goes, like you know, now you just got to wait around until spring, you know, and then then it all comes back. That's true. Well, Chris, later on, we're gonna chat about the future of the DC ex- expanded universe, move film movie universe. But first, the news. The news! The news, Chris. Yes. So, the first thing that I wanted to chat about is Xbox, for their 20th anniversary, have released some pretty cool things. Yeah, so they've got a uh, 20th anniversary controller and headset up for for pre-order. And I was just digging into it, John. It doesn't look like... Like they're, it's not available on Amazon yet. It's, the pre-orders are not up because Ooh. on Best Best Buy it says coming soon, mm. and on the uh, on the Xbox website it yeah, I just had it up. What does it say? It said um, Microsoft Xbox controller. It's oh, it says pre pre-order. What happens when I click pre-order? It it doesn't even even load a page. I don't think it's I don't think it's ready yet. Um, otherwise. Uh, Best Buy would be uh, pre-ordering these things. Right, right. And the Microsoft well, I mean, website it, would actually work. The way that a lot of things this year have been working as far as uh, like pre-orders go is like just because they have like an initial one wave of like pre-orders and it's like, oh, it sells. It doesn't mean that they're not going to have like another wave or like whatever. You know, it's most, yeah. most, most of the time they like have multiple like chances to get your hands on a pre-order of something. So, um, but dude, these things look really cool. I, uh, for the 20th anniversary, I kind of expected it to be a little bit more like eye catchy, but it's really like subdued. It's got like that neon green look. And then it's, it's translucent is the biggest thing. Yeah. It's, you know, so like they said, this is like a new take off on, on the, the, the old translucent green controller, which I mean, is a little odd considering this is, um, uh, gray yeah translucent uh, black gray, yeah I, I but it know. still looks super cool yeah. um and it's, it comes with this like a uh, theme uh it's really cool um yeah that was the part I, of it I, that I really actually it really really appealed to me was that like whenever you pair the controller for the first time or whatever, it'll like it does like a, a a dynamic theme like a background and stuff for your actual uh console tell like on their dashboard on the television, which I thought was like, Oh man, that's a really cool, cool thing. I kind of, uh, wish they would do that more, um, or just have other, other themes, um, available for, for certain things. So I thought that was a very cool touch for this. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about, they also released, um, some, uh, both a regular and, uh, uh, elite two controller, uh, Halo versions of them. And Dude, uh, the Elite controller cool. looks, yeah, look up the Elite controller. It looks freaking sweet for This is the uh, first time they've done like, a, they've done a themed Elite controller too. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're looking that's at awesome. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks super cool. It also is like, it's like, it basically looks like, looks like Master Chief's uh, armor. Which yeah. Which is pretty, like, pretty it, sweet. It's pretty, like, it looks really nice. I actually, like, I expected it to be a little bit more, like, eye-popping or, like, whatever, but it, like, actually, like, really looks looks nice. Yeah. The regular regular controller is, like, it's, again, it's kind of like, okay, this is kind of gray and doesn't really, like, make me think of Master Chief necessarily. Right. But, so I'd go for the Elite controller there, but, like, it looks Mm -hmm. looks pretty cool. 
Yeah, I also love that the uh, like the D pad is like that gold color rather than the normal kind of like silver. Yeah. Like it's it's like his uh, the the glass on his helmet or whatever. Yeah, super the weird, cool. Weird thing is like they announced like the Halo console as well, and like and I guess I like the fact that it's kind of like an understated kind of look, but it doesn't really like again it doesn't evoke thoughts or even like vibes of Halo to me. Yeah, it's just like it's got some like interesting gray uh, hexagonal type of designs on it, like yeah. where it just looks like futuristic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, they've uh, they're releasing um, all of that, um, I, and then they're releasing like we talked a few weeks ago, you know, like a few episodes back about the Forza controller. I think they're they're just releasing some cool things recently. I don't know why the like sudden rush on accessories, but I like it. Um, I you yeah, know, we picked up. I picked up the. We both got the Space Jam controller and mm-hmm. uh i pre-ordered the forza controller as well because i just yeah. love that like translucent like that that really bright translucent orange like it's Same. just a, a cool kind of a or it's like yellow and orange paint on it and stuff so it's like just just a cool looking controller um something i did want to mention if you're looking for a headset uh, this 20th anniversary headset is actually a really good price. It's like $69, and it's so it's cheaper than the Xbox wireless headset, which is actually what the internals are of this headset. So um, it's, it, But I think it has l- less metal on it because it is that translucent plastic. And so I think that that's why it's a little bit less expensive than if you just bought the Xbox uh, wireless headset um, for $99 or whatever. Like it's So anyway, just a, a shout-out there. Like If you're looking for a headset, that's a really good one. Um, um, supposedly to to go for just for the v- pure value of it so that's cool all right john uh some other news call of duty warzone season six the current season uh the map this will be the last season with the current map and so if you want to get into verdansk and uh um win some call of duty battle royale this is your last chance they're switching maps i'm going to read this article from ign um this is uh by jared moore uh, Raven Software has confirmed that Warzone's sixth season will be the last set on the existing Verdance map as the game looks ahead toward the release of its brand new Pacific-based map. Season six has brought a number of changes to Warzone's current map, Verdansk, including World War II bunkers that presage the introduction of Call of Duty Vanguard later this year. As shared by a tweet by, in a tweet by Charlie Intel, Raven Software has confirmed that this will be the last time Verdansk is used before it is set to be removed from the game ahead of the Battle Royale's next chapter. For some fans, this will come as something of a relief while Verdansk has tried to keep things fresh with a number of noteworthy map changes in its time, including a 1980s reskin that, was, that considerably altered various locations within its landscape. Some in the community felt it has somewhat overstated its welcome. That's not to say fans won't miss Verdansk for a long time. It has been Warzone's home. However, where issues with hackers have driven a number of players towards Warzone's alternate game mode resurgence, a, a change in map uh, is likely to bring some of the fan base back to the main Battle Royale mode. With Verdansk set to be around for a little while longer, Raven updated fans on what they can expect to see from the map for the remainder of its lifespan. Quote, we wanted to do something special and bring back the original Gulag with classic showers. Players loved it, and so we're happy to bring this back for Season 6. End quote. Warzone's Gulag has been redesigned a number of times <laughs> since, since moving away from its original design to varying degrees of success. Whether or not players' personal preferences align with the initial concept's design, for many fans, a return to the game's original Gulag is sure to evoke feelings of nostalgia. 
That being said, a change to the gulag isn't the only one being made in season six. As reported okay, by good, Charlie good, Intel, good. yeah. As reported <laughs> by Charlie Intel, seismic changes causing earthquakes across the map have resulted in large fissures tearing up Verdansk landscape. As a result, large areas of downtown and stadium have been left in disarray with toppled buildings offering new scenic areas to explore and fight across. Ahead of the release of Vanguard, Sledgehammer Games' latest Call of Duty installment to explore the Second World War, players will also find various World War II-era bunkers across the map throughout its final weeks. With a number of changes to experience in Verdansk and confirmation that the map's days are numbered, now might be the perfect time to squad up and jump back into the action. Um, so, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's exciting on a couple levels. Number one, there's, sounds like there's some cool stuff going on in this season. Uh, the gulag thing, not that big of a deal to me. I, you know, you can do whatever you want with the gulag. I'm still going to hate it. <laughs> and, the thing uh, about that is like, it's like, let's take the, like the easiest possible, like change that we can make yeah, and not make really a change literally bring it back like roll it back well, to something we did previously and i get it's why they you know change. i get i get why they change it all the time so that like you know whenever there's a certain meta in the gulag you can't it's they yeah. change it literally on a weekly basis on like yeah. either the weapons or like the the design of it it's just to keep it from like where you all have kind of a a, a fair, fair even playing ground right. um, a chance a chance know? yeah and and like i think that um they do a pretty good job of uh making sure like you know, they, he's, they mentioned, like, people don't come into the, the main... I think it's mainly the bugs, not the hackers, that get people coming. Like, we have a friend uh, who's been playing with us, but he can't play. if he, he just gets booted from the main map now, like, every single time he goes in. Oh, uh, man. And we can't figure out why. He's, like, deleted, reinstalled the game, wiped his Xbox, restart, like, done it all over again, all the stuff. He can't figure it out. And so man. maybe this new map will fix that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. That's so that's so interesting. Like the, the the certain battle royales, like or or certain like live surface games, like they just get bugs like after a while, and it's like why I don't I don't understand why. Um, but yeah, dude, that's that's super fascinating. I uh, I will be back in whenever the new map happens. I wonder if the like literally eliminating the entirety of her dance will reduce the file size. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like. I- <laughs> What they need, they need to, they need to get rid, like get, and I guess you don't have to install the whole thing, but they need to uh, remove Modern Warfare from that, from Warzone in order for oh, this dude. game to like actually make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, because like, because yeah, it's it, having to have basically two Call of Duties installed if you have like the most current one, and you you know you still have to have that, that original uh, Modern Warfare in there. Um, it's just a lot. <laughs> it's it takes up too much of my box. I I have I have currently have it uninstalled so because i needed nice. to install a different game so it was just like well all right i guess until the new map comes out i'll leave it on like whenever the new map comes out i'm, I'm back i'm uh, i'm gonna you know delete some other game that it's taking up space and uh and reinstall the the thing no matter how big it is but uh but yeah you know it's just uh it's real big dude it is it is that's the news all right, John. We're uh, we're talking about the future of the DC movies, and specifically a, a uh, some, some something that uh, I guess Ben Affleck uh, said, and then we'll uh, see what we think it, that it could possibly mean for the future. If you want to uh, go ahead and uh, talk about that, yeah. So uh, so I'm gonna read an article or a little bit of an article at least from uh, from Variety, written by Mark Malkin. and uh, so it says the upcoming DC Comics film, The Flash. Put the fun back into Batman for Ben Affleck after the actor endured Joss Whedon's 2017 film, Justice League. 
Uh, so he, uh, Affleck, Ben Affleck is going to be back for uh, for his role as Batman in The Flash. And then whenever he was doing an interview, he said, quote, it was a really nice way to revisit that as a prior experience had been difficult. Uh, Affleck told uh, me, so I guess uh, Mark Malkin. Uh, so he told me a, a Sunday at a tastemaker screening of his upcoming George Clooney directed coming of age drama, the tender bar. Uh, this was really f- lovely, really fun. He also said, quote, I had a great time before cracking. I'm probably under some gag order and I'm not even aware of, and I probably just violated <laughs> and I'm now going to be sued. End quote, man. Um, and See, so DC's yeah, he's hardcore dude, dude, DC's hardcore. And then like, this is, you know, as far as, as far as his comment about like, oh, the private previous experience was difficult. Like he was like he seemed like really unhappy um, around the time that they were like finishing up uh, Justice League and stuff. And then there's other reports like Gal Gadot go Gal Gadot has confirmed that like Joss Whedon, who took over uh, the directing of that, like threatened uh, that he would like ruin her career while he was like doing the reshoots if she didn't like re- redo the lines that he, as he had rewritten them and stuff. Um, so yeah, there's like all sorts of stuff about that. The ending of, of people filming justice league where people are like, you know, not, not super into it. Uh, you know, what was it? Ray, Ray Fisher, like literally like, uh, was going to sue and stuff like that. There's an investigation and things. So it's been, a it's been, been a time after justice league. And so bringing back and for, for, for specifically Ben Affleck to be like, I'm having fun again. That's really interesting, man. I think that's a, I think that's a really uh, fascinating, um, twist in the dc universe uh future totally yeah i mean uh so that's the thing like we've talked before on the show like i love i actually love like the what they've we've called the snyderverse but like the characters and the and the actors that play like i love henry cavill as superman i really like ben affleck as batman i want i would i really want to see the solo batman like movie that he was gonna make um I love Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. And so like regardless of like the, you know, the the writers of the story and I even like I even like uh Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I just think that it wasn't a well-written movie. Um it was a pretty movie. Um Yeah. And I like those characters too. Like the characters yeah. were were charming and good. Yeah. The story was not super great. And that's what I really, you know, like I hope like that, you know, I would I would love for them to not abandon the current actors and world but just like hey, let's make the uh the the movie's just a little bit better yeah sure and like that you know that's the other thing is like it being fun for him again because it's like if you didn't have a fun experience with like a movie with with them it's like okay don't like you don't have to do another one like let's not let's not like you know make this uh yeah and it's not not saying he you know like that's the thing like we don't know what specifically i mean honestly could have all been you know working with whedon was the bad part you know right which, Which, like, reportedly, like, that was a, a really bad experience for most people, so. Right, right, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so, like, for him to come back and be like, hey, I'm having fun again, it's like, well, maybe that puts something else on the table, um, you know, for the future. I also love, like, the DC Universe, like, the fact that, like, we're we're not, uh, we're making, rather than making it all shoehorned into a, a single universe, like, we're basically just, at this point, making good movies. Like, having just watched the uh, Suicide Squad uh, movie from uh, from oh uh, oh man what's his name I can't think of his David name David Ayer no the other no, one no uh, 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 James Gunn 
Yeah, James Gunn, the one with the the in there. Like that is that movie is really good. Um, and the fact that like it's in the DC universe as is, like really like makes me happy. Like Birds of Prey, that's another movie that I really enjoyed. Um, and so like you just have like these these like <clears throat> good movies. We've had had a few good movies since. Uh, people had negative experiences. So like, I'm thinking like, Hey, we could continue this thing. Like just make good movies. Just keep making good movies, Chris. Mm, yeah. Yeah, totally. Agreed. It's a good strategy. You know, yeah. they should write that, write that on, on the wall, you know, just keep put it making up. good movies, making good movies. You know, it's like yeah. the believe sign in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, the soccer, uh, man, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, just, just put it above the door, you know, have everybody touch it on the way out the door, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Make good movies. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, this isn't a huge, huge uh, main segment, but that's like uh, that's really what I want to uh, wanted to wanted to cover is like I hope that um, we just get some more cool uh, uh, DC movies. We have what is it, the Batman coming later this year? That's so, right. That's right. Um, I'm excited about that. That's just a complete like standalone, um, as as far as we know. You know, like maybe it's like a maybe it'll end up tying in somehow to like. You know, either the current universe, it's like a younger version of Bruce Wayne, of Ben, of ben Affleck's uh, Batman, or maybe it like ties into the Joker universe, or maybe it just like uh, stands alone. We'll see. Sure. And it, like the other thing about like there being multiple Batmans and things like that, like even in the uh, whatever the upcoming The Flash movie is, there's another Batman who is in it. Uh, it's Michael Keaton is in that movie. Um, and so like... You know, it's we we could be dealing with a multiverse situation here, Chris. Oh, oh yeah, I think we totally we hundred percent are. That's I mean they're doing like the they're doing Flashpoint, uh, I believe, and so like that's we're we're gonna pull in all these different universes, which is pretty cool. Like I could you know I yeah. love the fact that Keaton's coming back. It'd be cool if Clooney was there. Um, yeah. You know, like just the different versions of Batman, uh, Christian Bale. Can you imagine? Dude, if they got if they got everybody similar to the way that they're doing like with the Spider-Man thing, right? The next Spider-Man like is going to have, you know, we assume also all these other spider spider man and things in there. Um, but like if we do a similar thing, but with Batman, like I feel like that's just like, ah, it's like ultimate nerd comic book goodness, dude. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I have for this week, John. This is, uh, this is a short one, but we have uh, we talked about some important stuff, I feel like. We did, we did, and, and like you know, it is nice to like be like positive about the DC universe because there for a while, man, it was just like, man, what are we doing, guys? Yeah, it was pretty hit or miss. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was it was uh it was very very uh, gloomy for a little while there. You know, we had dipped into whatever the the other Earth on Flashpoint was, and now we're coming back. You know, we're back, and it's like, oh, things are things are somewhat looking up. Like people are having fun again. Yeah, dude. Well, you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on social at Chris Wright 250 and John Wright 777 and at stayontargetpod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. We do. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.